Hey, and howdy, everybody, and welcome back to Second Cup. I'm your host, Tim Heller. Today's guest is John Esquivel. John is a podcast host, photographer, and fellow Texas State Bobcat alum living in New York City. Now, before we jump into this awesome conversation with John, I'd like to invite you to show support for Second Cup in any of the following ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening and watching. And finally, if you'd like to show support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative or reach out via email to Tim at TimHellerCreative.com to discuss sponsoring one or several episodes. Any and all of these actions mean the world and help boost the show's visibility. So thank you for considering and thank you if you've already participated. Now, top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. I had a hard time falling asleep last night, so I slept in an extra hour, got up at 7, nice. and uh, took Stu out, and now I'm on my... Second cup. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This is awesome. Uh, this Riverside Suite. I've never seen this. Thanks. Yeah, I have uh, a, a friend that I used to work with uh, in New York who recommended this to me when I was starting this. And I mm -hmm. saw the software and kind of how everything worked. And I've only had like one or two little technical glitches with uploads and everything. Okay. But it's been great. It's been super easy to to pull everything down and edit and awesome. it's nice pretty dope that's great thank you for coming on and and having yeah. a chat i'm excited to see you and get caught up it's been um since i think in in person seeing you it's been before the pandemic yeah so one of the classic like new york tropes of <laughs> If you don't live Living in the, in the same, same neighborhood, you don't see. <laughs> yeah, you don't see it really friends. is true. It's it's so funny how that works out, and it's not anything on purpose. It's just how life works out in the city. Yeah, it truly is. Well, catch me up on on what you've been up to. I know you've got a podcast going on, and your photography yeah. has been popping. And I'd love to just kind of also get an intro of of who you are, what you do, uh, yeah. for everybody listening. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, my name is John Esquivel. I am the host of the John's Mostly Movie Podcast. It's what it sounds like. It's a podcast mostly about movies. So we'll dive in also to TV. Um, there's been it, really anything that's trending on the internet can kind of just show up there. So awesome. whether it be something pertaining to video games or even just current news, go in uh, and it's actually kind of just the formats being redone. So I was doing it, started doing it in the pandemic, but didn't publish anything. It was a lot of just practice and, um, like, mm -hmm. well, you know, speaking into a microphone in theory, you're like, Oh, I talk. So you just put an object in front of me. It's going to be should the be same. A piece but of cake. Until, yeah. Yeah. It should be a piece of cake until then you're there and you're listening back to it and you're like, well, you start really hearing cadences and you start learning okay um this is where i get off track this is so yeah it was a couple of months of just recording listening back learning and then a buddy of mine uh james he helped put together just essentially the way to get it out there like the life i, I had to just focus on like creating our breakdown um what getting guests and he took care of on the technical side wow so that's it was fantastic awesome. Yeah, it is. It's interesting when you whether it's starting in voiceover or starting a podcast or whatever you're doing, like even just like create creating content for the internet. It's it. It's like, oh, I can do this. It's a piece of cake. I like 
people say like, oh, you don't have to create the content. You are the content. And then you sit down to do it and it's like, hey, everybody, I'm a banana. Uh, I don't. Huh? And it, it takes suddenly, a couple Suddenly, what do I talk about? Yeah. It's like, why, why am I an alien all of a sudden? Um, but yeah. And then on the photography, I actually had taken a break from the photography during the pandemic because so much of my photography was in studio. So close proximity. So obviously during the mm -hmm. pandemic, it wasn't something that I could do. And I tried outdoor photography, like with mask prior to any sort of vaccine. It was fine, but still like with everything with the pandemic, I just found my focus was not there to create. Mm -hmm. Um, it honestly wasn't until probably this year when, um, my old roommate put a film camera and film in my hand and, you know, gave me just a breakdown and I fell in love with it. Uh, just because, yeah, yeah I mean, I love shooting, um, in studio digital, everything you can do with that with film. It just it slows down that process because you are limited into the amount of photos. Like for a photo shoot, I can take up to like 400 photos. Like, you know, mm -hmm. just we're searching through, but we're going to just like cut that down to like fire away. Yeah. Um, and let the model just kind of play. And then sometimes that's how you have your, you know, happy accidents of, I didn't expect this pose, but this comes out and there's just something that's, um, you know, radiating from it. Mm -hmm. And then on the film side, it's, like 36, you know, shots. And yeah. it's just a lot of it is focusing on the composure of it, which is really nice. And you do for me also, like I've always had a love for movies and that's also why I, you know, as a hobby, like to like film short films and things to that. It puts you in that mindset of seeing that, you know, cause film is just a ton of moving pictures. I know we forget that, yep. but that's where it stems from. It really does have your brain slow down and compose that shot and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously like with everything retro being in right now, be, having a film camera, they're like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, people are a little Ooh, more that's like, so cool. Very so cool. Brooklyn of you. <laughs> I know <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't help myself. That's so cool. And so like now with that, that camera providing, Mm -hmm. some kind of uh, parameters or some kind of constraints. Do you feel, how do you feel like your work has changed? I know you said that you're focusing more on the composure, but has that, have those limitations affected your creativity at all? Absolutely. So it's kind of one of those, um, like they, there's always those like exercises, like in writing, they tell you, um, you know, to limit it to telling that story in 10 pages or something to it. Um, with this, it got me outside of working in a studio because so much of what I find when everything's limited and you can only, you know, the only thing I can really control is what's in front of me. Um, candid shots are what are the best. So it does take me out of, okay, I have this just main frame to work with to when I'm like, I, I, if I have my camera, I'm a little more observant when I'm like, walking around it's I'm taking my time because you can miss a moment but sometimes a shot slowly builds it's not like right then and there like I might see uh like oh for example outside of my window there's a cross street there and a lot of mm -hmm. people in the neighborhood always come through with their dogs and you know you can get the idea of well what hap what would happen if um 
if it was raining and you know it looks cloudy looks like it might rain and there's still people coming with the dogs i bet you that would be really cool to see people getting a photo of umbrellas maybe the dog walking by so like it forces you to kind of look and see things to that so even though on a sunny day right now it's not raining and that's not the situation you kind of remember okay well the situation could build to that um, yeah. Whereas like in studio, you're like, great, I'm going to adjust the light here. Uh, you're going to go there, all that. So it, yeah, it's the constraints on it really do make you think and unlock different muscles of your creative brain that you didn't know that were there. That's awesome. That's so cool. I remember when you first, I think it was around the time when you first got started doing mm -hmm. more photos and stuff like that. We were both working for a certain fruit company and yeah. they had a product come out that had a wonderful camera on it. Um, is is that how you were primarily shooting mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for all the way up until the pandemic or was and until or until you got your film camera or what was that kind of process like of gear and working with what you had versus like just buying a bunch of stuff you didn't know how to use it was actually this is a um my old roommate steve was the one that kind of would continuously have this conversation with me so yeah i started with photography as far as like i'm going to take photos of people using what i had which was a iphone and within there steve gave me a breakdown of this is photography this is iso this is exposure this is shutter speed these are just the things that you need to know and from there it was working with what i had because mm -hmm. at that time I really had no budget to go towards anything of photography. So you're figuring out lights, you're figuring out, well, I have a window there and then you start building. Eventually I did get a camera to start. I got a, a Canon uh, rebel. And mm -hmm. the main thing though was the lens. That's where I was like, okay, I'm going to spend my money on. Um, cause a lot of times photography, you have your main body and what really can take that photo or like, you know, quality to another level. It's not always the body of the camera, it's the actual glass and the lens. So I invested mm -hmm. in that and that's where I got what I have right now, which is my 35 millimeter lens. And that's what I primarily shoot with whenever you see any sort of inside studio, it's usually with that lens. And I still have yet to upgrade my camera because a lot of it is just when I talk to Steve and you know, I could always, and it's just more of, okay, I need to sit down and see what I want, but there's still a lot that I'm like putting in and learning and that I can do mm -hmm. with my current one. And I think with photography, it is very easily, you know, you do want to just continue to upgrade and continue to jump onto that mm -hmm. next equipment, but there is something about slowing down and because I've done both I've done where it's like I want to get that and that and I've gone to that and I've also then like as recently slowed down using the stuff that I have and it helps I think it's something where um it only gets you more prepared for your next camera your next equipment mm -hmm. and anything to that and like yeah. with iPhone iPhones made it super easy for people to just kind of get the workflow of, Hey, I see something. I want to take a picture. I wonder what it would look like if that picture was a little darker or maybe if like the blues popped a little more. So like it is a great starting point. And I think, um, I mean, just in my opinion, like there's no reason why you couldn't start that. If that's how, if you wanted to jump into photography. Yeah. If yeah. you don't need yeah, a I, camera for that. I love that just with, I mean, 
what you were saying about like that wanting to leap to the new equipment because it's fun and exciting and it makes you feel like you are a photographer to be like, oh, are you on a 35 or a 27 or what would you like? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's. I feel the same way with, with microphones and stuff. And I've got an engineer friend that I text with on a regular basis of like, oh my God, I can't wait to upgrade to this and that and like do all this stuff. And I'm like, but my, my mantra since starting all of this has been grow as you go and really like smart and work within the constraints that you have. Cause it's, you'll find, I have found that when I have more of a schedule or a routine or I have limitations, like with this podcast, I've got 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's when I work the best is because then I like, I know what the rules are and I know what I can kind of bend to, to make work a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and then I really know how, how to use all of my stuff. How did the idea of all this come together? Was it something that was already circulating in the back or, of your mind? For a second cup, or did it just kind of organically? Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. It's so I've been I've wanted to do a podcast for a while, but I also wanted to create something that wasn't just some twenty to thirty year old white guy talking into the internet again, and okay. and really and and really create something that was that I felt would contribute something to at least some some person, one person. Right. And so I, when I, I, I got this job that I just wrapped, it was going to take five weeks to do, and it was going to be an all day record every day. And mm-hmm. something possessed me to say, okay, you should start your podcast now because you have 30 minutes and, and it, you can't just ramble and you can't just right. shoot the shit for two hours and create something that really isn't of value to anybody or yourself. Um, and so when I started thinking of ideas for what to do for this, it was literally just putting that post out online saying, who wants to talk to me? Like, or, or not who wants to talk to me, but I want to talk to you if you have something to say or you have something to share. Um, and it's really turned into a wonderful place for people to come and be vulnerable and talk about whatever they're doing or whatever they're navigating. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just, I feel like I know so many incredible people and artists and people not in the arts that are navigating these really difficult things in their lives mm-hmm. uh, or, or experiencing extreme abundance in some way, or just like have something cool that they're working on that. I, I just want to connect all of the wonderful people that I know to one another. If I can, if people can, can touch base then that's great. And we'll see what it, what it turns into. You know, I'm, I'm really just doing it to selfishly. It's like I can, I get to talk to my friends again, which is great. And I've, I've talked to people from when I was a, a, like in preschool and elementary school in California and people from college like you. And yeah. it's just, it's wonderful to see where everybody's at. That's yeah. Um, interesting that you said the job and that you had mentioned um i don't know if you have felt this so one thing as far as on the artist thing that the biggest thing i was navigating was i got comfortable in that job and a Mm. lot of my creativity felt suffocated so i think and i think it's something like artists struggle with a lot we want a we want our art to pay the bills um Mm -hmm. and I would say it's something where it's not always the case. I mean, 
for some people, yes, it is. And it's so, yeah. I'm so happy for them. It's super that exciting. It's well-deserved. Uh, but it's not yet the case for like the majority. And so I do believe like we try to navigate these, what they call the day jobs, the muggle jobs, the survival mm -hmm. jobs, whichever. Um, for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you growing up, I owe or like growing up, but like going through, I would say like post high school, um, I always thought like I needed just a part-time job. Couldn't be full-time. It had to be part-time. It had to have that flexibility to that way I could navigate. If I was doing auditions, I could navigate if I was uh, going to be on set, a shoot, something. And the more and more like working a quote part-time job for 10 years out of, you know, it, what's funny is I started a full-time job. Uh, this past summer, and I've had more time for my creativity um, than no I did way. with the part-time. And I think a lot of it is, one, due to the pandemic, there is a lot more flexibility that we are finding and workers are seeing their value, which is great and it's needed. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of other people are seeing the value in um, just all types of workers. Um, and then I think, two, it's really what... Because, like, even though I was only working, let's say, like, 28 hours, the other bit of time was me recovering. It took a toll. It was a lot. A lot of uh, Yeah. Life. I mean, that job that we were working, and you worked there longer, much longer. And you yeah. actually helped me get that job, which was freaking sweet. It was so exciting. Yeah. I'm, um, I mean, you did the rest, man. You, it was all you. But, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it is. It's an intense job. Yeah, you, uh, wherever uh, work you're with working, people. whether you, yeah, yeah, and you were uh, taking in a lot of uh, stress from other people yeah. and taking on a lot of stress from other people. Um, so how did we? I'm so glad you brought this up. I love talking about day jobs and creativity and how you figure yeah. out how to turn your creative business into uh, into a business and and something that's sustainable. But how have you? So how did you read? I guess first. When did you realize, like, oh, my gosh, I'm drained and I don't have this creative uh, energy to oh. create the way I wanted to do any or anymore? And then how did you start to climb out of that well a little bit? Um, the first thing was looking at when I looked at the things that I would do creatively, like just like, you know, I think it's artists now are artists like we all do. Like no one's, I mean, some people are just actors. Some people are just this, but so many people dive into so many different projects. Mm -hmm. And so when I was looking at the different things that always interest me, I took a look at when's the last time I wrote something I looked, didn't really have anything. Okay. When's the last time I touched, uh, something with filmmaking looked, hadn't, um, had stuff, took a look at, okay, well, there's the podcast ones. Uh, the podcast was consistent, but, um, I wasn't. I had a podcast that was coming out consistently and it wasn't bringing me any joy at mm -hmm. the time. And, um, I had no new photos. And so I just kind of realized I was going through this cycle of getting to work, recovering, um, trying to muster up the courage to do something creative or the energy, and then just turning back around and going into work. So my focus was I needed to it was both that and financial. I was like, I need to get out. And so <laughs> I paused everything creatively because like, and that didn't really hurt because I, I was in this cycle. So I wasn't doing anything creative. So mm -hmm. I wasn't losing anything. And 
I think so many artists get afraid of stepping away from their art because they think it won't be there. But it, I go to the, I love my art. I love creating. And you, when you step away from things you love, you don't just come. I mean, if it's, if you really love it, it's still there. That old cliche. Yeah. Um, so focused on, um, getting a job in 2022, because the last time I had applied for a job was like 2021. So like, or 20, uh, 2011. Um, <laughs> and so it was learning LinkedIn, all that going through the, um, hiring process. And then once I found uh, the gig that I'm at, uh, cause I'd found one beforehand and it was terrible. But um, it helped me, like, kind of learn what I wanted. And once I found the gig I was at, I really was able to get comfortable. And I found myself, like, this isn't taking stress out of my body. Mm. And I found myself with more energy. And I, you know, started, instead of immediately, like, great, I can create. I'm going to start putting things out there. I started, like, okay, well, since I'm starting back up, there's certain things on the technical side on the podcast that I wanted to learn. So I was able to book meetings with people and literally like, Hey, can I pick your brain, watch your workflow? Um, like I have a buddy who has a podcast and he took me through his workflow, the tools that he used and was able to catch up because I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling social again. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to shooting, I'm able to reach out to people. Hey, cause for me, when I'm feeling drained, it's a lot to um, interact with other people. It oh, just, yeah. it's how it goes for me. So having that energy again, and it's not like it's everyday sunshine and rainbows, but it's more, I would say the, there has to always be a, as they say, a balance. Um, but in this one, like it was very much skewed to one side of most days I was strained and not hmm. having the energy to go and create. Whereas now it's like, those are now, now I have those human days. We all have those days where we don't want to create and we sometimes need them. Yeah. Um, but now it's like those days come and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I need to take a break today rather than like, yeah. oh, great. And another day, here we are. Here we I'm are forced to day. not do something. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love how you said that with the, having those human days and, and taking that step away from something you love because yeah, it's on alumni panels for, for Texas state or and for mm -hmm. people listening, John and I both went to Texas state. We both graduated yeah. the same year from the theater department. Um, and, um, taking that, I'd, something I share is, you know, it's okay to take a step away from auditioning all the time or from trying to create or from trying to do whatever you need to, or whatever you feel like you're supposed to do in order to find like what you need to feed your soul and yep. like taking a step away to focus on a, on a different job or career and coming back to it can often lead to a much more rejuvenated and authentic version of yourself after focusing on this one singular goal for so long. And, yeah. and something that Jess has done and Jess is my wife internet. Um, she like really in, in the middle of the pandemic, felt like she was finally able to take, like give herself permission to say, I need a break and I don't want to be on this grind anymore. And she has been so incredibly intentional about taking this step back and focusing on something else. And, and really even more than the something else, really focusing in on her and what brings her joy and what, what feeds her soul more than what she felt like she should be doing based mm -hmm. off of her degree, you know? So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, to find that and, and that you are still finding that and, and still finding it. Yeah. And it. 
um, like I've always felt like uh, artists and athletes are very similar. And mm -hmm. the thefts, I mean, everything from like being behind the camera, like and observing other people um, who are auditioning, booking, not booking, whichever. Regardless of the booking or not booking, the ones that I see that always have the same genuine, and you can tell, like you've learned to tell and read people, but genuine energy and all that are mm -hmm. the ones that know how to handle their own recovery physically, but mentally. Yeah. And um, I think, I, yeah, I think it's a huge, it's, it's a huge step to be able to acknowledge and say, I need to recover and be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. Cause like we hate that word. We never want to be selfish. We, we don't want to live in a selfish world. No, especially if you grew up in the Midwest, it's, it's being yeah, selfish like, is going to send you straight to hell. A hundred percent. And like in, in Texas too. And it's the same, but you learn like, no, this is the type of like selfishness that anybody who loves me would a hundred percent support. They'd be telling mm -hmm. me you need to do this. And so the person who needs to be telling me to do this the most is myself and it's learning that um yeah like that's hard Good yeah honor. taking the advice that you give others and it's it, but it's yeah. so important and especially as an extrovert you want you constantly giving 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 and this is something that jess had to teach me was that if you you know you need to set some boundaries and and not pack your schedule so you have time to like process your emotions and like take care of yourself as well yeah. and it takes a minute can, to get there it's so easy you're like but i could see so many people there's yeah. so many activities that could be done we're in new york city people are everywhere this is great all of my like, there's a guy i don't know right there every chapter of my life and who knows who you could meet right where could yeah. that lead <laughs> no but uh, it's smart it's smart to have those boundaries well, John, thank you so much for coming on this morning. It is genuinely so great to see your face and, and to hear that you are finding your creativity again. You have found it and are continuing to discover and have found uh, a different job that is allowing you to really have some flexibility to focus in on yourself and be a little bit more selfish. Uh, where can where can people find you and, and your yeah. podcast and everything? So photography wise, most of my work's going to be posted on Instagram. Hopefully you'll start seeing more, Great. um, trickle out. So it's J O N underscore E S Q U I V E L and podcasts. You can find anywhere you get your podcast type in J O N John, uh, no H mostly movie. Um, and you, it should pop up or, um, if you have any questions, you can send me an email at emails at John's mostly movie podcast.com. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll link all of those in the description of this episode as well so that people, if, as they're listening, can just pop over there and click on a link. Yeah. Podcast should right. be coming well, back in we... October. Oh, sweet. All yeah. right, folks. October. John's back, baby. Um, I have a couple quick fire questions to wrap us up. So uh, just one or two word answers. Uh, first thing that comes to top of mind. And okay. here we go. What's a nickname your parents used to call you? Uh, boy. Boy, <laughs> I don't know why that. <laughs> this has become my favorite, my favorite question to ask because so the, every every single nickname is gold. Uh, what's a piece of content that you're consuming right now that you can't get enough of? Uh, Attack on Titan, the final season. Attack on Titan, amazing. Who inspires you right now? My partner. And um, you can only have pizza one more time. And what's on it? Where's it from? It's going to be 
pepperoni mushroom, and it's from mm. this spot down near West Fourth called uh, called Artistic Pizza. Ooh, Artistic Pizza. All right, if you're in New York, go down to West Fourth. It's down by. I'm not saying right? it's the best pizza, but I'm just uh-huh. saying there's just certain tastes where if I can't get, if I can, oh, you know what? I just got to go that route. Perfect. Awesome. John, thank you again. It is so awesome to see you, and I uh, look forward to seeing all, everything that you turn out and listening to everything that you turn out. Thanks for having me. I really yeah, appreciate man. it. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Cup featuring my friend John Esquivel. To keep up with John and his photography, check out at John underscore Esquivel on Instagram. That's J-O-N underscore E-S-Q-U-I-V-E-L on Instagram. And check out his podcast at John's Mostly Movie Podcast dot com. J-O-N-S Mostly Movie Podcast dot com. All these links are in the episode description as well. If you enjoyed this episode of Second Cup or any of the previous episodes of Second Cup, I invite you to show support for the show in any of the following ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're consuming podcasts. And finally, if you want to show support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative or reach out via email to me at tim at timhellercreative.com to discuss sponsoring one or several episodes. All funds will be used to improve the show and provide the best experience for the guests and listeners alike. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation and to hopefully learn something new from a really cool person. Bye.